Welcome back, folks, to a special edition of the Rewind That Tape podcast. This is your host, Dr. Cash. And I'm Jay Probs. And we just wrapped up the Super Bowl, one that was supposed to be one for the ages, but super one-sided. Definitely one where the Chiefs will go back, look at film, point out a lot of errors. But main takeaway, the GOAT keeps being the GOAT. And Patrick Mahomes, he made a few mistakes. And without that O-line, this Chiefs team was got decimated. Yeah, and I think... um... Uh, my biggest takeaway was how good this um, Buccaneers defense was. Just constantly applying pressure, getting in Mahomes' face, and then making plays in the secondary when Mahomes made a crazy play and it and it looked like it might be a touchdown. There was always someone there, Carlton Davis, um, Murphy Bunting, any Antoine Winfield, just someone batting the ball away. And I think Levante David, that's one thing I just thought of. He played really good on Tyreek Hill in that middle. I saw him like a couple times, and I was really impressed by that. And I think that defense as a whole just played so well. Right. I that Definitely through uh, the last few weeks of the NFL season, and even leading into the playoffs, this mm-hmm. Bucks defense yeah. was receiving some criticism because they're not with the talent that they had, they weren't playing up to par. So they really... Every player was hitting their stride today on that defense, and when you when you li- when you limit Patrick Mahomes to under ten points and zero touchdowns for the offense as a whole, and two takeaways, I mean, golly, like there's not there's nothing better you can really do, and that's just a perfect yeah. game played by that defense. And yeah, just to point just... out, Tyreek uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hill had under a hundred yards receiving, only five yards rushing, which shows the the amount of adjustment that the Buccaneers defense both coaching and players made in order to get this win. Cause we all know that monster game he had back in the regular season over 250 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. We, we saw that with the consistent two deep look, the double teaming on Tyreek Hill. I think that was pretty apparent that that was going to be their number one goal was to stop Tyreek. And I think one other interesting statistic I have here is Tom Brady had less passing yards than Patrick Mahomes, but he had, three more touchdowns and Patrick Mahomes had two more interceptions. And the one thing I can look at here that's a glaring difference is the rushing. Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, both over 50 yards. And the Kansas City Chiefs, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was 64 yards. No one else even close, unless you want to count Patrick Mahomes. And I think that just shows the Buccaneers were in control of this game ever since the first quarter. Like ever since the second half, I think they were in control, and I think that that's what led them to a victory. Right, and um, you could make an argument like, look, I just realized from what you said how uh, Mahomes had more passing yards than Brady, but definitely a way more solid game for Brady. As you know, Mahomes majority of his yards were to Travis Kelsey, one hundred thirty three to be exact, but mm-hmm. definitely Brady was more accurate, more precise. And he was hitting his receivers. Look, nobody had above 67 yards. His leading receiver was his was his leading tight end, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> his, his, his second one was Leonard Fournette. And his third leading receiver was a Mike Evans, who caught one pass for 31 yards. So mm-hmm. and- that just shows the effect Tom Brady has. And you may say, anyone could say, like, oh, it was all check down, screen passes, Alex Smith-type play, which... If that's what's going to get you the win, that's what you got to do. 
and yeah, that's that's exactly the mentality that Alex mm-hmm. Smith plays was just to relate. Yeah, and I think I think it's just um, he's making the smart decision because if Kansas City is covering your playmakers, then you need to check it down. You can't take a sack, and I think Tom Brady is smart enough to know when to do that. And like I'm just looking here, Chris Godwin, nine yards, nine yards, like that's crazy. He's their second best receiver, and he's super talented. But he was being covered really well, and um, Tom Brady just did, didn't seem open. So he would throw to his check down, and they would get consistently good yards. And the one thing I saw was them getting consistently first downs on the ground. Like, they would pound it three plays in a row, and they would get a first down. They were winning in the trenches, and I think that's what won them game. They were winning in the trenches in the offensive end and the defensive end. Right, because... Just as I was saying, leading receiver 67 yards, and this team puts up 31 points. That's got to mean something else has been productive, and that something mm-hmm. else was the rushing. I feel like Leonard Fournette has been such an underrated part of this offense throughout yeah. the playoffs, averaging about 100 yards a game, and he completely showed out. I don't know if he's still going to get a starting role next season um, over Ronald Jones, but he still shows, like even after his injuries that he suffered at LSU, at Jacksonville, that He's, he can still get the job done, and that was a very productive day for him, averaging five and a half yards. And I just yeah. want to talk about how Rob Gronkowski, who had yeah. thoughts of never coming back to the NFL, shows up, scores two touchdowns, leaves the mm-hmm. team in receiving. I mean, this guy, hard to think about, but he has the same, he's the same age as Travis Kelsey, and do you really think this guy still has a lot more left in his tank or was just uh, this uh, – come out of retirement, kind of fun, hang-along thing. I mean, I, I didn't think he had much left in the tank until I saw this game, man. Um, it's crazy. Uh, those two touchdowns, um, they were, at least, I mean, the first one, of course, was a short yardage play, but the second one, that was a deep crosser, and I thought, man, he still has some speed left. And he was, he was, he had a couple other pretty nice catches as well, and I think he, he played pretty solid. I mean, he looked like Rob Gronkowski who could tear up defenses still and wasn't just um a one one dimensional player and i thought that was that was pretty exciting pretty unexpected and i um i'm glad i'm i'm here for the ride uh, let's see it some more right it was definitely exciting and special to see other mm-hmm. than if you're not a chiefs fan i mean if you are a chiefs fan maybe yeah. it wasn't as exciting but yeah, yeah definitely Cool to see Rob Gronkowski catch a little, catch a couple touchdown passes from his old friend Tom Brady. But exactly, looking into the off season for the Chiefs, I mean they were they were favorites to win this game. Ended up losing by more than twenty points. Where do you feel like they need to uh, focus on position wise in the off season, or do you just think that this is well executed by the Tampa Bay defense and this team is perfect for next season? Well, the Chiefs are, like, far from perfect. I mean, they have weak spots at cornerback. I mean, they were getting called for holding consistently in that first half. So I think there's spots for upgrade there. I think linebacker, you could see upgrades. I mean, that defense is is not the Tampa Bay defense, and we saw that because they kept surrendering yards on the ground and um, in the air as well on pass play actions. And I thought... The offense, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, you're you 
we all know you had your guards out. I mean, maybe you could pick up another guard. Um, I know um, Andrew Wiley is going into retirement, and I think um, that's that might be an issue. You might address that in the first round, but you got to focus on that defense because they took Clyde Edward Lair in the first round, and a lot of people criticized them because they could have taken a quarterback. Cornerback, they took could have taken a linebacker, and I think um, it would have been beneficial if someone like Xavier Collins or Nick Bolton falls to them. I think they got to jump on that opportunity because um, they're weak at positions, and it showed because you can't keep um, relying on your offense because sometimes they're just not going to show up. Sometimes Mahomes is going to have a bad foot, bad toe. Sometimes your offensive line is not going to be there, and. and you have to have a defense that you can fall back on if you want to be a historically great team. Right. This team has a great future even after this loss. And, yeah, Mahomes going to have to get surgery for what I believe is a turf toe. But mm-hmm. speaking of offseason, let's switch up the sides. The Bucks have – they have some uh, def- defensive line – or, excuse me, linebackers in Shaquille Barrett and Levante David who will be uh, free agents as well as Dominican Sue. Leonard Fournette, as we were just talking about, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, you know, Chris Godwin. I mean, how do you really think there's a realistic chance in all of these guys coming back after what seemed as a very fun ride to the Super Bowl and getting a win? I think for sure. There's no way that um any or not anyone, but I'm for sure that not all of them are gonna come back. You're gonna see Chris Godwin, he's gonna fetch a pretty high price. Um as is um, someone like um, Levante David. But I think David is someone that they're going to need to resign because he, him and Devin White are a superb linebacker tandem. And I think having that in the middle really helps solidify this defense. And Shaq Baird, I think, is also going to get let go. I mean, he's he had a pretty nice year last year, but he's got his... Um, his sack numbers and his numbers overall have kind of taken a dip. So if they can get him at a bargain price, which I do not think they will because pass rushers are in such demand. Um, other than that, I think um, Nadominic Sue might, might be coming back, but they can address a couple of these needs in, in the draft um, and in free agency as well. Right. It's just, uh, they got to be creative with the way they plan out this offseason. Because, mm-hmm. Like you said, pass rushers, are in high demand. You got teams like the Browns, the Cowboys, you know, the Chargers, uh, teams like that who are in desperate need of a linebacker, a good solid corner, or a, a D tackle. I mean, so Tampa Bay is going to have to let, I, I think, one of these guys go for sure. But if they're able to bring back a, at least Levante David or Shaq Barrett, I think it will be good. And the other thing is, if Chris Godwin leaves, could see an increased role if AB resigns or. Someone like that. Ryan Miller. You're right. Um, uh-huh. It's just yeah. It's just the how the creativity of how the Bucks organization plans mm-hmm. out this offseason. But before we let go of this episode, I just what are what are your uh, 2022 Super Bowl score and matchup predictions? <laughs> well, this is this is pretty early, but um, let's see. Um, I I think um. It's going to be Bills, Bills, Packers. Yep, Bills, Packers. I think Packers come out on top 28, 21, and I think Bills, Packers. I mean, this, of course, I have no idea what's going to happen in the draft, free agency. So uh, this is kind of a 
guess right now. Guess about what what how good they were this season and how I think they can improve. Yeah, both both these teams could have some revenge coming out from uh, conference championship losses. But mm-hmm. yeah, I want to see how how this Packers organization is able to uh, beef up that offense and defense this offseason, exactly. as well as the Bills. I mean, they found a new duo in Diggs and Allen. Mm-hmm. And before we wrap it all up, we forgot Prubs with the Dubs. Prubs, who you taken? Who took the dub? Yeah, so um, the dub for this week is Le'Veon Bell, um, LaShawn McCoy as well, and AB. So LaShawn McCoy, he actually won back-to-back Super Bowls with the Chiefs and the and the the Chiefs and the Buccaneers now, and so he's. He's won um, Super Bowls without even really pl- without playing at all because I did not see LaShawn McCoy out there. He did not play last season. So he's got two easy rings without really having to play that much. So, I mean, he's a great player in all rights, but uh, these were a couple <laughs> easy rings that you can hang up on a shelf and to- for his kids to see, you know? And I think LaShawn McCoy comes out with the biggest dub for sure. Yeah, definitely one lucky man. Um, I wouldn't say lucky. I mean, that man definitely had his years in the NFL. But, yeah, I think those, those rings were deserved. His time with the Eagles and Bills were pretty special. But that will wrap up this quick edition of Post Game Pod, the we'll Wind That Tape podcast. Mm-hmm. We're wrapping, wrapping it up here. It was a great Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and the GOAT just keeps doing what the GOAT does, That's winning. That's seven titles. In case you haven't heard, thanks for joining us. Make sure to check us out. We got Bleach Report. We got Twitter, Instagram, Halftime, TikTok. Hit us up on all those platforms. And if you got any suggestions, whether that be articles or podcasts, make sure to DM us. And as always, thanks for spending your time with us whenever or wherever you are. And we'll see you on the next pod. Peace.